what comes to mind when you hear the word fairy, elves, nymphs, water lady? What is a water lady? A water lady is a Donna Daiwa, it's a myth of the Catalan folklore. So what does that tell us? What do you think about Tinkerbell? What, what comes to mind? The reality is that these are all symbols that talk about our unconscious mind. They are universal symbols and they come from the Great Mother, which is this uh, archetype in Jungian terms that has positive and negative uh, qualities, as we will see in a moment when we go into the video. And it tells us all about our evolution as cultures, as peoples, how certain elements are common in worldwide and it tells us about our evolution as i was saying before and what is more interesting for me is to analyze our unconscious collective unconsciousness and unconscious just to see how we are connected with ourselves how much con how much are we connected with ourselves but also with others in this framework okay so today if you are interested in fairies if you would like to know more about the donna daiwa this water lady how all these myths are represented in general worldwide but also in the catalan folklore which is probably less known to you and you want to know how all this is connected to the gothic and Jungian psychology this video my friend is for you oh yes and we're going to do this sorry through this book almon magic de las fadas written by ramona violan y rivera and through which we're going to analyze the collective unconscious through the archetype of the great mother and the symbols that are represented by the fairies. friend this is Alice and you are in Gothiland, a place where I help you know more about yourself through the analysis of gothic productions books tv series and the Jungian lens this is episode number four where we're going to talk about the magical world of the fairies through this book written by Ramona Violan y Rivera to analyze our unconscious mind the collective unconscious mind uh, through the archetype of the Grey Mother and to see how that is represented when we're talking about fairies, water ladies, yes, nymphs, water nymphs and all these mythology, all these uh, little um, entities that we see in our folklore. Now something I want to say about this is that uh, probably a lot of the myths uh, and a lot of the characters that we find in our folklore uh, are not so well known by a lot of people. Uh, for example, I think when referring, going back to my childhood when I was little, I don't remember ever having been told about where 
our cultural celebrations came from. You knew about the celebration, you knew about the name of the main items, characters and what happened and, and what you celebrated, but you didn't really know exactly where the folklore came, came from. And I think this hasn't changed so much. Even when I had my language school and even talking to my children, um, and I asked, you know, in the language school, we used to use uh, cultural events like Halloween, Christmas, um, Easter, San Juan in here in Spain. We used to use those specific cultural times of celebrations, of changes, of um, equinoxes, celebrations of all these things that I love to talk about so much. And that they didn't really know uh, why we celebrated these things. And year after year, and, and I had my language school for almost 10 years in a physical place, uh, nobody really knew, even teachers didn't know about the origin of the folklore, which is something quite sad, I think, because in our folklore and European and universal folklore, we find and we learn so much about our unconscious. But we've not been told this way. I think that's the problem. We've not been told this way. So what I want to do today in this video is to take you a little bit by the hand and show you highlights of this magical folklore in the Catalan mythology uh, when it comes down to fairies. And this book is not very big. It's wonderful. I don't think it's translated into English, but maybe you could check in case. I haven't found it in Spanish either. Uh, but it's a shame because uh, Ramona, she's been working on fairies for many, many years. She's been a student them. She's an expert. And it was wonderful to come across this book in the library not long ago, precisely in the summer after I had been doing my Fogo um, um, collaboration when I went to this uh, seminar, this congress in Leon in July. I did it online. And precisely my topic of, um, of, of the Congress for my, my speech was precisely the analysis of the grandmother, the archetype of the grandmother and the symbols of the water ladies in Cerro Miratancar. If you're new to the channel, this is new information for you, but I have already talked about Miral Tranca, Broken Mirror by Cerro Dureda in, in another video, in a previous, maybe number two of this, this season. And for me, it's very important because it tells us all about how disconnected we are as individuals, not only with nature, which these figures, these myths, these um, characters are very connected with nature because they live in nature. They live in that part that humans cannot see. They have this magical touch of um, imaginarium, of, um, yeah, this, this magicality that can bring happiness in a home, but it can also bring destruction if you don't treat them well. And there are certain characteristics that are common to all the fairies, and they are common to a lot of these beings worldwide, European, not only in the Catalan folklore. So before we go further in the in telling you more about the book and what the, what the book talks about, I want to remind you that you can find the whole article dedicated to this book and the review in my magazine called You Are Gothic But You Don't Know It. And this is the article for you to have a look. And um, okay, so you just have to go there to gothicalice.com, my webpage, and then I'll, I'll give you, I'll attach the link, I'll write the link down here on the video so then you can go and access the magazine. Um, but it's, what is very important, there are a few elements and a few things I want to tell you about 
to do a little review on this book and for you to be intrigued because the idea is that you also want to do your own investigation uh, in your own culture and your own tradition and figure out uh, what are these elements that maybe have influenced you because you were told stories when you were little because you've been influenced by the things you've been watching and it's very important that we understand where some of our traumas and our fears come from and how we connect with all these myths so um as i was saying before for me the dona daiwa is uh is it, something i'm really investigating lately i'm pretty new to the Jungian world myself mm, but everything is started with jinshi no Bolen and knowing about the archetypes of the of, of all the goddesses um the goddesses in every woman if you remember this book that i mentioned before and how understanding the archetype it helps us understand the structure of our psyche and therefore understand better the processes that we might be going through and mainly for me when we are going through <clears throat> excuse me through life transitions when we are um, kind of leaving behind a part of us and we having to reborn be reborn again from all the ashes and it's it's very important uh, for me it was very important this analysis this female analysis and how i came to come across uh, a critical essay a collection of critical essays for supernatural where we could talk about women supernatural and how that started me off in this path of the analysis of the archetype of the female archetypes what do they represent what certain characters um what is the archetype that guides certain characters, the female characters in Supernatural at certain specific times in the story? And that led me to then write and investigate more about the figure of the mermaid that appears, or the siren that appears in one of the episodes of Supernatural 2, to do a different a presentation for, for, um, for a different page, for a different program. And then how that took me again to the archetype to getting to know ourselves better, how the architect, how the symbols of the Great Mother being mermaids, nymphs, water ladies, what do they tell us about our own psyche, our own traumas, our confrontations? And then from that on, I met, I realized, um, I learned, sorry, about Fogo, about this, um, this congress in Leon in the summer. And it was great again because I could use, again, the great mother and how she shows up in other books, in other work. And in this case, I wanted really badly to use something that was autochthonous from my country, from where I come from. Even though my parents are Andalusian, I was born in Catalonia and I don't know much about the Catalan folklore. And I've been investigating it ever since I had my language school. And I've been investigating all the little, um, all these icons, all these myths and how they connect with ourselves and with other people around the world how similar these myths can be to other myths as well how interesting that is so i want to read you um the translation of obviously a free translation from some of the quotes that i think are very important from this book and mainly because if since we don't have the english translation i think it would be very interesting for you to know what are the main things that we can learn from this book but also how you could um, use this as an example to do your own investigation and use your critical thinking 
uh, for the folklore that there is in your in your country, in your culture. So some of the things that she tells us, that Ramona tells us, is the following. She says that snow fairies, water fairies and sea fairies are female mythical beings that appear in almost all mythologies. Closely linked to nature, so this is very important for us, the fact of being linked to uh, nature, but also that they appear in all mythologies. Uh, closely, sorry, closely linked to nature are anthropomorphisms of the spirits that, according to animist beliefs, all beings had, both animate and inanimate. And so basically, we are talking in a lot of cases, in, in a few videos, I've already talked about uh, what happens when nature rebels against us? What happens when nature gets angry? We're talking here about the eco-gothic, something that uh, is another like subcategory of the gothic, another branch of a study. How nature, after everything we're doing to it, is actually reacting against us. But how, in a way, the our actions are mirroring us. What's happening to nature, in a way, we are kind of doing these, um, we can see our own shadow, talking in Jungian terms again, in our actions in, na in nature and how that bounces back at us and it makes us reflect on what we're doing, not only to nature, because when we're doing it to nature, we're doing it to ourselves. So fairies, water ladies, nymphs, they all represent this nature because they symbolize uh, the great mother, the archetype of the great mother, but at the same time, they look like humans we can connect with them very well. Um, so what's happened with these myths is that they have survived over the years. They have adapted to the new times, but um, they are some supernatural beings. And Ramona tells us that they're not divine, but they started in legends, in fables, oral tales, reworked a thousand times over time through the transmission. First it was oral and then it was written. And the creation of storytelling and they were modified even by the influence of written literature. So the oral um, stories became transformed when once they were written and they always showed interest in the forms of traditional literature. This is one of the things she, she says as well. She also tells us that in European folk artists, uh, they are present in a number of traditions and legends as well. And in this case, she compares the Dona Daiwa or the fairy, the Catalan fairies, with those like French Melusines, Melusines, the Irish Meros, the German Nixies, the Villa of Eastern Europe, the Basque Lamiak, the Austrian Shanas, sorry, Austrian, not Austrian, Austrian Shanas, the Santa and the Water Girls of the Dona Daiwa, as I said before. The Gorgias, Las Alojas, the Enchanted Ones, and even something I didn't know about till now, the Catalan Smog Women, something that I feel obliged to investigate because I've never heard of them. So this is what I'm telling you. I'm sure that we all think, oh, yeah, well, I know about nymphs. Yeah, but do you really know about nymphs? Do you really know about fairies? I think that we don't really know that much. So she tells us also that, you know, this... this also, these fairies, these ladies, they are magical beings, but they always have uh, they show this relationship with humans. And this is one of the characteristics that is very, uh, one of the most important characteristics, that once they become in contact with humans, either because they've been seen secretively 
or because they have uh, fallen in love with him or because they felt the urge to help the humans. The story never ends well. This is one of the things that we we see and is emphasized. The stories never end well because um, they. one of the things that they say, the fairies uh, or the water ladies, when they become close to a human and they decide to marry even and even to have children is, I will always be with you unless one day you decide to call me water lady, Donna Laiwa, and then that, that day I will disappear. And the husband will always say, no, 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 the future, I, I will always respect that. But then what happened was that in reality, one day something happened normally connected to the harvest and the, the man wasn't at home and the water lady was in charge and she made a wrong decision or what looked like a wrong decision for the man. When he came back, he was really mad at her. And then he said, oh, you water lady. And then she will vanish. She will vanish and sometimes she will go on her own. Sometimes she would take the children with her. And sometimes if the men try to, to fool her, to trick her again, so she could come back, she will then disappear forever and not even visit the kids again. Which is something very interesting because what does that tell us about us as humans? There's a morale here and it's the fact that we cannot follow rules. We don't respect the other. We tend to invade the, the space of the others. We, we don't understand limits. We feel curious when we've been put some limits and when we've been told there's something you cannot do. We have a tendency to actually go against that and, and to break our word. Um, if we are told, like it happens in some of the stories, the water lady says, okay, you cannot, you're going to have to follow me. You cannot look back. And the person goes and looks back. And then everything goes away, which is some something similar to what happened in the Christian story of um, the wife of Lot, that she turned around and she became a, a block of salt. So there's always this morale in the stories, even in pre-Christian stories, that tells us about what happens if we break our word. So what does that tell us about our, our, ourselves as, as human beings? Well, it tells us, as I said before, that we cannot really be trusted because we tend to break our word and then everything goes bang. And normally to get through the water lady, one of the characteristics, I mean, some of the characteristics, as I mentioned, was the fact that they could, they could marry humans and then they had this condition. But also physically, they are very beautiful they tend to wear really luxurious clothes. They carry mirrors with them. They have trinkets. They, you know, they they are very special. And they also, uh, like the Dona Daiwa, they tend to wash their clothes on the eve of San Juan, which is a, a Spanish celebration. And that is, for us, is a magical night because it's the, we welcome the, the summer equinox. And then it's the, the time where that period of time where it's very magical because we we welcome the summer and we celebrate with fire with water so again with natural elements so if he the story says the myth says that if you see during the San Juan's night you will see one of the water ladies washing their clothes um near, near the river and then you can get one of the clothes when they are hanging from the rack and you can take that you'll be looking for forever for your life. But what happens if you take that and then you break your word 
or if you harm somehow the this nymph or this water lady, is that everything you gain gets lost, death occurs. And what do we see here is actually the negative side of the water lady. So then this reminds us of the Grey Mother. That's how they are connected with the archetype of the Grey Mother because they can be kind, they can even ask for help from other from humans, for mainly when they are about to have a children, a child, uh, that they ask sometimes for um, help from the humans. But the humans are always scared of their power. Uh, they have underground palaces that only those who they choose can be taken to. Uh, I mean, there are some of the characteristics that are common to a lot of different um, folklore and different cultures worldwide. It's very interesting. Um, Ramona tells us, quoting also Alfred Maori, she says that he considers that, and this is very interesting, that in the characterization of European fairies, the mythical concept of the mother goddess has prevailed and points out likewise that the rest of the specific characteristics respond to the confluence of certain characteristics on the type of fairy typical of nymphs. So this is their relation with nature, the beauty, grace, the, the fact that they dance, uh, they sing, and then you can see here how the mermaids fit into this category as well. But they can also have this similarity with reapers because of the magic, because of fortune-telling, because of knowledgeable of the destiny of men and their future, a future life, and other characteristics that we might consider negative. So that's why it's so interesting. That's why, in a way, accepting that if we have been told not to do something and we do it, we have to face our own destiny. We kind of chance that our look. And life is all about going through phases as well. Sometimes things that used to happen with uh, harvests, the harvest, for example, the crops, maybe it was, um, they tend to be given, um, uh, you know, the fairies and all of the, the supernatural beings where they want to blame, when actually it was just down to bad luck and it was down to the weather conditions, something that we cannot control. But sometimes it could be done or could be down to um, a bad decision, a human bad decision. So another important thing I want to tell you is about um, how Manuel Figuera, she cites, yeah, Ramona, she cites Manuel Figuera, and she said, and he says that, and this is very important as well, why do we need this? Yeah, and he says that humans, we need these legends because uh, they are the connection with our most ancestral origins. The past is history, but also legend. So he, she who does not embrace the past has no future. And this is a quote, and this is something that is very important for those people who write about myths and those who talk about, um, when we talk about evolution and when we're talking about transition as well, because to be able to do this transition process, to be able to move on, we need to understand where we come from. And that could be in historical terms in mythology, is that to learn about the mythology and the stories that we used to tell to explain our situation and our problems and our historical moment. And then we can understand what's happening in our present time, where we come from, we cannot detach ourselves from the situation that we're living. And at the same time, 
this is something that will create our future as well because we might be going through this this moment of dying of death and to be reborn again so this is very important and again is what the cycle of nature does it's always if you think about the seasons this is what we do there's the the birth and then there's the death and then there's you know the spring summer autumn winter all the seasons and and they all have their own role which again if we think about different archetypes and the story of certain archetypes certain mythologies like that of persephone in hades we see how that's true as well so this is more or less what the story and uh, this is the article if you want to have a, a quick peep and this is all the article i've written about um, this review this book review and for you to see and with this i'm going to close um there's some final thoughts about this why is it important to know about the folklore i've just said that about myths fairies and first because it connects with our unconscious mind collectively it kind of helps us be connected between us as well to know that we all have similar feelings and similar things that moves us but also from an individual point of view it helps us understand better our psyche um there's a beautiful forward uh, sorry ending of the book um that ramona uh, writes at the end exactly how the the literary projection of of this topic of the fairies how important it is and how it's gone from being an oral explanation oral tradition to the written world but then also how it has even made it to the cinema and the fact that we still get these creations how we still get programs and books written about not just fairies magical beings in general mermaids there's lots of mermaid things that are the same as there are with vampires we have a lot of mermaids and how that um tells us about different places as well you know it, it gives us explanations of of why a location uh, might be the formation the rock formation might be in a way or another what i find very interesting as well is for example that recently and this is a synchronicity i want to share with you that i started watching a spanish production it's a trilogy and it's called uh, la caza the hunt and in the second season where i am now second part actually the story uh, is not a gothic story and um, it, it allegedly there's nothing supernatural there it's all about crimes solving crimes and this story happens in Mallorca and the one of the main themes is the water lady La Dona Daigua. the folklore that this production uses the writer of these stories has used always has a mythological background and that's very beautiful because we have you know we learn about different parts of the world we learn about their cultures and their traditions and how these cultures and traditions actually shape people and in fact in this this part the second part i'm watching and as i said the, the water lady is very important there's one of the characters that actually she's a drug dealer uh she has she's very beautiful she looks like a mermaid she looks like a fairy and she has this long hair and she has a tattoo, a massive tattoo in her back of a fairy. I mean, it's very clear when you know this, that's what's so important to know about this stuff as well, because uh, you can make connections and you can use your critical thinking and see more or less what the author was doing when he was writing the story. But also how this figure, and this is a very good example of how this figure of the fairy or the water lady 
actually in our times it shows the concerns about prostitution about drugs about manipulation and how this fairy this human looking like fairy of woman that looks much famous like a fairy she actually manipulates people with the way she approaches them her looks her tattoo the drugs that she uses and and her drugs are like her singing like the siren like the the siren that yes that that um that drives people crazy and you can stop following her and the fact that the story happens around the swimming pool the water the sea it's very 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 interesting so that's the one thing um last thing i wanted to say how important even in our current productions we don't have to go far back in time we can just look at what we're watching every day and you're going to see the gothic everywhere because that's the other thing all these symbols all these characters they have the positive and the negative just like the grandmother and something that might look very beautiful might be deceitful which is also the the morale that we find here and basically this is it that I wanted to tell to you about today. The book, I've forgotten to mention that there's the, the, it's divided between the, the, the world of the fairies, the magic of the fairies, um, the washing and yeah, the laundry of the fairies. That's quite a long section in the book. Also, there's a shorter section is the midwives, the fairies' midwives, um, how they, the, the way they care about people, but also they build things I, I was mentioning before very quickly about the, the 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 palaces and the castles that they have on the water or hidden uh, like in a parallel universe or yes in, in in the same area they can decide who can see their realms or not and also the uh, mermaids appear here as well as the fairies of the sea which i think is something very beautiful then when they marry and the love affairs between men and and that's it and then as i said before how these stories are projected in our literature anyway so i hope you have liked this review i hope that now you feel intrigued to investigate more about fairies in general water fairies and uh, in the catalan folklore but also in yours, in your um, cultural background, in your country, what is it that, what is the equivalent to the water fairy? Maybe you can even let me know in the comments, because I'd be very interested to know to know more. And I hope this has helped you. It has helped you also to connect a bit more with your unconscious mind, with all those elements that have influenced you since you were a child. How much were you told about the folklore? How much has affected or influenced? your beliefs and the person that you are nowadays. How can you actually even use these folklore and these stories uh, to see how the archetypes can actually help you understand more the structure of your psyche? How do you connect with them? This is what I really want to do and invite you to do. So remember um, that you have all the article in my magazine. That is a monthly magazine called You Are Gothic But You Don't Know It. And this article uh, in the magazine it's called give me a moment it's called the collective unconscious and the archetype of the great mother in the work of ramona vilandi rivera almond magic dallas Fadas. so i hope you have liked this entry this video and uh, um, remember to visit me in gothicalist.com where you can also find my blog you can subscribe to my newsletter you can see everything i do there and uh, 
nothing else i hope to see you again very soon in the next video and until then be very good with my friend i hope you have enjoyed it and that your brain doesn't stop thinking see you next time bye